This is the Rocker Recovery. How are you today? I'm good. Well, I'm not even on my little mousy thing. There we go. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, our trauma book today. It's Lesson 14 on Rocker Recovery, Overcoming Trauma. Uh, we are on the fruit of the spirit. Once we have identified our trauma and we have um, identified our wounds and our inner core responses, then we want to to start reprogramming that. So when we feel our trauma wound, maybe of rejection, we respond with a character skill like compassion. And then instead of practicing our self-pity or our anger, which may have been our inner core response before, we're going to practice one of the fruits of the spirit like love, joy, and peace. And today we're going to work on patience. Uh, so I don't have much of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's trucks outside, and you haven't even introduced me. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So sorry. <laughs> okay. And beside me is... Bobby Snyder. Yes, my co-host. So today we're talking about this patience. Kick us off, Bobby. Patience. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. That's James 5, 8. Hmm. Be patient and stand firm. So patience is bearing pain or trials calmly without complaint, manifesting forbearance under provocation or strain, and not hasty or impetuous, steadfast despite opposition, difficulty, or adversity. A patient person is slow to anger, long-suffering, persevering, waiting, cheerful, and hopeful. Patience does not develop on its own. It is an intentional practice. We must intentionally put on patience and take off impatience. I get it. Sometimes it's I get tired of practicing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when am I going to be done with this? So whenever I uh, had my little Sunday school class, I've told you guys about this. I had 24 four-year-olds, 18 and more boys. People would come in to help me, and they'd say, mm, nope, I don't have the patience for this. And I would say, no, it's not patience you need. It's love. Love is patient. Love is kind. If you don't love these kids, it's going to come out with impatience, and they will know it. I get it. Yeah, so, so I feel like uh, in order to practice patience, I have to develop more of a heart of love. So let's do number one on the lesson, Bobby. The opposite of a patient attitude is a prideful attitude. Impatience is displayed in anger. Anger is equated to foolishness. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not hasty in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. That's Ecclesiastes 7, verses 8 and 9. So the command there is to be patient in spirit, and the opposite of that is not to be proud in spirit. So I feel like what this is telling me is that I need to practice humbling myself. Absolutely. Okay, number two. Two, contentious and self-seeking is the opposite of patience. If we are contentious, we will receive indignation, wrath, tribulation, anguish, and evil works. This is not because God is unloving, but because he renders to every man according to his deeds. A patient person is promised glory, honor, immortality, and eternal life. Penitent, repentant, impenitent, impenitent mean unrepentant. 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 <laughs> yes. Good Pen Lord. <laughs> Penitent means repentant. Impenitent means unrepentant. Okay, now that makes sense. <laughs> so Romans 2, 5 through 8. But after thy hardness and impenitent 
heart, treasure up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory, honor, and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doth evil, of the Jew first, and then also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that works good. And you know, sometimes I think we just get tired of doing good and getting knocked down. We get, uh, those of us that work in the field of recovery get a lot of compassion fatigue. Uh, from from working so much and pouring so much into others um because it's uh it's it's like it's not like you're ever really off of work uh because you get constant phone calls and messages and and there's always something little it's a, it's a 24-hour day job so it definitely involves a lot of patience well and i think that that's where self-care comes in i think when i become impatient i realize that wait a minute i need to back up and take care of myself does that make sense absolutely it's like um i can be patient all day long until I have forgotten to take care of myself and didn't sleep well, maybe um, overextended myself somewhere. And I think that, that that's a good signal for me to start pulling back. Okay, so number three, Christian service. Christian service. Romans twelve nine says, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned to one another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. <laughs> Dissimulation is to hide under the false appearance. Hypocrisy. Yes. So patient in tribulation. I think that that is a maturity skill that I'm going to have to work on to be patient when trials and tribulations are coming. And that the simulation uh, means to hide under a false appearance, um, hypocrisy. So um, I think my words need to match my heart. But I think as I, because there's this verse in, uh, I think it's Matthew 12, 36, it says out of the... Uh, the mouth the heart speaks so if I listen to my words I can hear my bitterness Bobby I can hear what I'm like okay I need to work on that does that make sense absolutely yep uh, particularly when I'm with trusted friends and I'm not being I'm being kind of careless with my speech I hear it come out so I want you to have a few friends that you can be careless with, that you can just say what's in your heart and let your words come out and then sort them out when they get out. You know, that person knows that that uh, this is probably exaggerated. You just need to kind of talk. And then when it gets out, you can sort it out and say, whoa, there's my bitterness. <laughs> All goes back to accountability. Yes. Keep going. So what does it look like to serve the Lord? There, A, love without hypocrisy. B, hating evil. C, cleave to the good. D, being kind to one another. E, thinking of others before yourself. F, not being lazy. G, being fervent, severe, deep emotion. Sincere. Sincere. Uh, H, rejoicing in hope. I, patient in our troubles. 
and Jay always prayerful. Hmm. Everybody no. says, I'll pray for you. <laughs> you know, when, when people ask me to pray for them, I try to do it right then and there because it's like, oh, man, if I walk away, I'm going to forget. I got to do it right now. And then as the Lord brings them back up to my mind, I continue to want to pray for them. Sometimes I'm not too hip to those people that ask for unspoken prayers. I know it's a real thing, but I don't want to pray for your hangnail. Let me, let me know what we're praying for here. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Going to be one of them deep things they don't want to share. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Maybe I'm just nosy. Yeah. <laughs> Mature Christianity. Romans twelve thirteen says, Distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but condensed to men of low estate. Be not wise to your own conceits. Recompense to men. Recompense. Recompense. Depends on where you're from. Recompense <laughs> to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lies in you, live peacefully with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. I love that last statement. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Sure. And, and so as things come at us, I think if we could keep that thought in our mind that, okay, this is going to cling to me. It's going to sting. It's going to hurt unless I do good to my enemy, unless I pray for them, unless I say, there it is, Lord, I, I'm not going to try to avenge myself. I'm not going to be um, spreading rumors or gossip or trying to make somebody look bad. Instead, I'm going to feed them when they're hungry. I'm going to give them drink when they're thirsty. And I'm going to prepare my heart. So, you know, because at all times, one of us, you know, even my enemy is, is going to stumble. Uh, you know, maybe he's going to be sick. He's going to be in the hospital. He's going to need surgery. And if I'm prepared, if I've forgiven them, if I have been patient and waited, now I can go back and minister to them while they're sick. I yeah. can go back and take them a meal, and then they'll be. And I did this with a family member who I had had not liked me for well over a decade. <laughs> and when he was sick, I said, "Ask him if he wants me to come and stay at night so his mother can go home." Well, by the end of the week, I had a best friend. <laughs> I had somebody who had hated me for 10 years who now loved me. And it's probably been five or six years, and I still have a really good relationship with this person. I can't imagine anybody not liking you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Me, Bobby. on the other hand, yeah. I'm, a, I'm slightly abrasive sometimes. Uh, well, I think we were a lot alike. And we, you know, we had like a 30-year family relationship and, you know, a lot of water under the bridge when maybe I wasn't so likable. <laughs> so we had just butted heads. <laughs> we were too much alike. <laughs> so let's look at what a mature Christian would look like who cannot be overpowered by evil so this is what a mature christian looks like just read right down through there um a, a mature christian is going to be giving to others be hospitable uh be learning to bless those who persecute you uh someone who's compassionate to others someone who's over in one accord or, or unity with other believers uh, someone that's living in peace with others as much as possible uh no respects of persons 
not conceited or having an excessively high opinion of themselves, um, not vengeful, punished, or inflict, uh, trusting God to avenge you if necessary, uh, being extra kind to your enemy, that last line you liked, overcoming evil mm-hmm. with good, and feed your enemy and give them something to drink. I think that's literal and figurative. Absolutely. Absolutely. What I just did with these scriptures is I pulled out the instructions. So when you're reading your scriptures, if you can pull, just, you don't have to go too far. You don't have to read chapters and chapters and chapters. Just stay in one or two verses and just pull out the instructions, the warnings, um, the information that's in there, like, you know, give to others, be hospitable, learn to bless instead of curse. You know, as you're learning this, just take one of these things and practice it. And, and as I'm studying this and putting this in my heart, now I'm preparing for when something does happen. I'm prepared to overcome evil with good. I've already thought about it. I've already given it to the Lord. I've, not, I've decided that I'm not going to take that on myself to try to fix it. So let's pull out the instructions of the next one. Instructions, 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. But ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesyings. Prove all things. Hold fast which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus Christ. Promise. promise. (laughs) Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Well, thank goodness, because I can't do this. (laughs) Thank goodness that he is faithful. He's faithful to do what he's called me to do. And look at that. How do I not quench the spirit? Well, I don't take these things inside of myself. I don't take a burden, an offense, uh, uh, and vengeance, um, confusion. I don't take that inside of myself. Instead, I say, Lord, I don't know what you're doing here, but I want to be mature. I want to, I mean, like, even if you're going through a divorce, there's no reason to be ugly. There's just not. Sure. You know, there's no reason you can't divorce in a mature way. Been through two. <laughs> hmm? I said, I've been through two. <laughs> yeah. So there's no reason you can't just be mature and end up friends. And I know that takes two sides, but as much as is possible with you, just just be faithful to pray for them, to, to do what's right on your side, to, to go to bed with a clear conscience knowing you've done the best you can do. It's amazed once you start cleaning your side of the street how mm-hmm. the other side starts to get cleaned up a little bit too. Yeah, so one time I, I went back to a family member who had uh, abused a lot of us in the family um, for many years. And you know, other, others just cut him off and didn't go back. But instead, I I went back and apologized for being disrespectful. And, you know, I 
felt like that that was probably the minor part of the problem. (laughs) And I was probably disrespectful because of the abuse. But that little apology led to him doing a major apology, which I didn't expect. Set off a sequence of events. It it did. It did. And I still have a relationship with this person 20 years later. Even though they're a little prickly, I move in and out. I guard my heart. Um, I, I apologize for my part. So let's look at the instructions. Let's just go right down through this list. Know and highly respect those who instruct us. Mm-hmm. Be at peace among yourself as much as possible. Exhort or encourage each other. Warn the unruly. Support the faint-hearted, those lacking in courage or resolution that are timid. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. Do not render evil for evil unto any man. Follow that which is good. Rejoice. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in everything. This is the will of God. Quench not the spirit. Extinguish or put out, smother, choke, rub out. <laughs> Despise not preaching, prophesying. And test all things. Choose the good and abstain from evil. Wow. That is, man, if I could just work on that and take one circumstance in my life and look at it and run it down through that list, what would it look like if I was... Um, not quenching what the Spirit was teaching me here? What would it look like if I gave thanks for this? What would it look like if I was rejoicing, if I was praying over this, if I was releasing it to God? What would it look like if I separated in this circumstance the things that were good from the things that were evil? Because, you know, I feel like in every circumstance, Bobby, we have good and we have evil. And we have to release, you know, move away from the evil and choose the good. Yeah. All right. Next one. Six, being established. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, and that you both do and will do the things that we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Mm-hmm. Patient waiting. Patient so what's it, waiting. What, what does it mean to be established in Christ? What does it mean to be established in Christ? Well, I'll ask the question and you give the answer. Sure. So what is God's character like? Faithful. What shall God do for us? Establish and keep us from evil. What kind of attitudes should we possess? A confident one. Confident in God. Who directs our hearts if we are obedient? God. Where will God direct our hearts? Into the love of God. And how should we respond? With patient waiting for Christ. So you see how I took that verse in Second Corinthians or Second Thessalonians three three and I just asked questions and answered them. And that way now I can pull apart that one verse and see what God's saying to me. You know? It's like diagramming sentences kinda. It is diagramming sentences. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna look for leader qualifications next because we're still working on patience. Patience, patience, and we want leaders that are patient. First Timothy Timothy three one says, "This is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous." One that rules well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride he falls into condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the Mm. snare of the devil. 
He's got to have a good report. Yeah, he's got it. So we're, let's look at qualifications for leaders. Let's see. What are the qualifications of godly leaders coming right out of that verse? Uh, they desire good work. They're blameless. They're husband or wife of one mate because we can have women leaders. Uh, they're vigilant or alertly watching uh, to avoid danger. Vigilance is important to me. I've got to constantly stay aware of my surroundings. Uh, sober, marked by an earnest, thoughtful character. Unhurried, calm, with self-control. Again, sober, very important in this, uh, <laughs> for this guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good behavior, hospitable to generous and cordial reception of guests. Um, apt to teach, not one who uses strong drink. Not one who uses any drink here. Not a striker to aim and deliver a blow or thrust with a weapon, hand, or tool. Not greedy, not patient, or no, yes, patient. <laughs> Very patient. Not a brawler to be patient in capitalized, <laughs> bold type. <laughs> not a brawler to quarrel or fight noisily. Not covetous, marked by an inordinate desire for wealth or possessions or for another's possessions. Um, rules his own house well. What is the sin nature of a novice must conquer? Pride. What's the will pride will lead us? Or where will pride lead us? Pride leads us to condemnation as the devil. If we have not protected our reputation and we fall into reproach, what happens? We yeah. are in the snare of the devil. We're in a trap. Yeah, so we got to protect our reputations. We've got to recognize our pride. And, you know, when we're contentious, you know, Pride, contentions come through pride. So anytime I've got some irritability, some agitation, I need to look for my pride. I need to say, okay. Because if I'm speaking out of pride, guess what? The person that I'm speaking to can't hear me. Absolutely. Yeah, I have to. There's this one verse, Bobby, that says, uh, correct yourself first. <laughs> you know, get the, get the plank out of your own eye, and then you can get the speck out of your brother's eye. So before I want to correct anybody else, I want to turn my fingers all to myself, and I want to correct myself. So, But I also want to be patient with myself. A lot of times I find people in recovery that basically set and beat themselves up. And while they're doing this, they're, they're broken, and they're wounded, and everything time anyone else comes towards them to um, instruct them it, it's more it's more of a wound it's more of a it's like they've got a fear bond and not a love bond so now it's difficult to speak into them does that make sense well yep crystal clear for me okay so let's look at recovery from us near second timothy 2 24 and 26 and the servant of the lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men apt to teach patient in meek patient and meekness instructing those that oppose themselves if god peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will wow so in other words the devil can take me captive at his will i don't think so so let's see how I'm going to recover myself from this. I'll ask the questions. You give me the answers. Who are we? Servants of the Lord. What are we not to do? Strive with others. <laughs> Man, if we can follow that instruction. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't Done, strive. Rap, don't strive. In other words, you know, of course, have that discussion. You don't want to be a doormat, but don't, don't wrestle with them and fight with them. What is the opposite of striving? 
gentle, apt to teach uh, patient. Yeah, sometimes you just got to be patient and you tell them the way you think. And guess what? They come right back around the next day and they're like, now what was it you were saying there? <laughs> Keep going. How are we to teach and instruct others? Um, in meekness or humility. Why? Because uh, perhaps God will lead them to the truth and repentance. Mm -hmm. So if I'm humble when I'm teaching someone, they have a lot more likelihood of hearing me if I'm very patient with them and very kind. Like if I'm if I'm teaching children and I'm not patient and kind there, they're not going to respond. They're not going to respond well. So what do we need to do to recover? What do we need to recover from? It said the snare of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that's my pride. <laughs> so when we do not know or follow the truth, who can take us captive? Well, the devil. Yeah, so if I know what to do and I don't do it, um, that it says that that's sin, which, you know, sin sometimes has turned into an ugly word and people don't like to say it. But, man, if I know what to do and I can't do it, I need to get help. <laughs> so what is it like when the devil has taken us captive? Um, I believe that we have really emphasized it's like being in a trap. Yes, it's like being in a trap. A snare is a trap. Yep, yeah. and I think that when uh, a little sheep a little gets in a trap, uh, he's crying for his shepherd. Why are you going to talk about a little sheep? <laughs> oh, we're doing the... the yeah. <laughs> it's a... It's a parable. Okay, yes. James's <laughs> instruction for patience. James 5, 7. It says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the former waits, farmer waits for the precious fruit on the earth, and hath long experience for it, until he receives the early and the latter rain. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draws nigh. Grudge, or grumble, not one against another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge stands before the door. Take, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. Behold, we count them happy or blessed, which endure. Ye have heard the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. So what would it look like if I had endurance? I wouldn't be grumbling at people. I'd just be waiting for them to come around, okay? Because I feel like when there's somebody in front of me that's maybe grumpy, if I'm soaking that up and bringing that back to them and mirroring it, uh, it just festers and it harms us both. But if I think if I can endure and then I can just be patient and, and pray for them, I can wait for them to come back around. So let's break that down like we did all the other ones. Okay, instructions um, from James. So I'm going to be patient for what? For the coming of the Lord. Like who? The farmer. Oh, there was a farmer in there. <laughs> there was a farmer. What are we waiting for? A precious fruit. And what kind of patience do we need? Long patience. And while we're waiting, what's going to be our temptation? Grumbling. So what does God say will happen if we grumble? We'll be condemned. Who was our examples? The prophets who were patient in suffering and infliction. Well, then who's happy? Those who endure like Job. Oh, so how will God respond to us if we are patient? Very pitiful and very tender with mercy. And so I want you to realize that there's a precious fruit here, you know, a fruit of the Spirit called patience. And I want you to practice patience. I want you to be patient with yourself. I want you to be patient with children. I want you to be patient with your, your mates, your roommates, your spouses, your, your parents, the elderly, the infirm, the weak, the sick, those that are struggling in addiction. I want you to be patient. 
patient, patient, patient. But don't ever pray for it. <laughs> no, yourself, pray for love. You'll, pray hit, for you'll hit every red light on the way to work. <laughs> yeah, instead pray for love. <laughs> Number 10, Peter's instruction for patients. 1 Peter 2.18. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, reverence, not only to the good and the gentle, but also to the forward. For this is thankworthy or commendable. If a man or conscience toward God endured grief, suffering wrongfully, so what glory is it if when you be buffeted or beaten for your faults, you shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile or deceit found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed, for you were sheep going astray, but now returned unto the shepherd and bishop, of our the overseer of our souls mm. so we christ gave us an example for this suffering um you know i really feel like that patience is so much bigger than any of us um i feel like that one of the things i have struggled with is being quick to speak uh and slow to listen <laughs> and i've had to turn that around and be quick to to listen and slow to speak i've had to like pause before i respond when a, um, a situation is escalating instead of if there's a lot of emotion there i want to really pause and, and, you know sometimes bobby we don't have to answer right away and if there needs to be a consequence we still don't have to give it right away we can say you know there's going to have to be a consequence to this. Uh, you may not like it. You're probably not going to like it, but let me think about it. And give the time for the other person to soften. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because a lot of times I think we make hasty decisions in the heat of emotions that really um, are not grounded in love and patience. Where I think if we just waited just a little bit longer, we could realize that, okay, our... our response is going to be exaggerated probably because of the abuse we've suffered before we may be putting something on somebody that was the damage that was done from us for, to us three days ago does that make sense yep okay so let's look at the instructions from peter here who are we to be subject to our masters our authorities parents teachers government leaders the police uh employers mm -hmm. there's government over us for a reason that's so we can live a peaceable life so what is our attitude to be towards masters fear what is commendable before god enduring grief while suffering wrongfully should we suffer patiently when corrected for our own wrongdoing? Absolutely. Is there any glory when we suffer for our wrongdoing? No, no there's not. <laughs> no, we just got to suffer through it. We did it. <laughs> Where's the glory? When we suffer for well-doing. Mm -hmm. Who else suffered patiently when he was wronged? Um, Jesus. Yep. And how should we respond when we suffer wrongfully? Uh, like him did. Yeah. Uh, patiently, with no mouth of deceit or guile, not reviling, not wow. threatening, but committing ourselves to God. Wow, wow. That's a mature response, isn't it? Why would Christ suffer patiently? Uh, he took away our sins that way. And what are, are we dead to? Sin. How are we to live? In righteousness. And why? Because we are healed uh, 
from impatience and pride. Well, look at that. There's a healing there for my emotions. <laughs> when we are patient with affliction, who will keep us from going astray and be our shepherd? Jesus. And the shepherd of what? Our souls. Mm -hmm. So we have a soulish man that needs to heal. And where do we need more patience? I want you to think about that. I want you to ask yourself, where do I need more patience? Now let's apply this to our lives. When our spirit comes alive to Christ, our soul can be healed from all past traumas. Our emotions will stop controlling us and our minds will be at peace knowing we are in the will of God and our self-will will be purposed to be dead to sin, living in righteousness. I want you to learn the habit of being patient, humble yourself, and go back and repent when you're impatient. And love is patient. Let's go over the principle. Yeah, the principle behind this is that patience makes others feel loved. Well, look at that. Don't so, we want to do that? Yes. Yeah, so if you want a peaceful home, I want you to practice patience in your home. When you're impatient, I want you to go back and repent. So in conclusion, there are eternal rewards for patience and heartache for with impatience. We are to be always patient with everyone. Patient exhibits emotional maturity, spiritual maturity. Patience is the opposite of pride and anger. Wow. Without patience towards others, they may not recover themselves from the devil's snares. Impatience could set our own selves up for the devil's trap. We're so, well, so we're to, to, to patiently wait on the Lord. Patience is a character skill. Job, the prophets, Christ were our examples to follow. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit and the first example of love. Love is patient. Love is kind in 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Lord, let patience be my expression of love. Teach me to love others with great patience. Let all frustration, irritation, and impatience be put away from me, especially when I am with children. And we just love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We thank you for this lesson on, on patience. And this is The Rocker Recovery. This is Angie Meadows. I'm Bobby Snyder. And we'll see you for the next lesson.